Well, welcome to 99% Geek Presents, an audiobook theater podcast. I'm your host and writer behind 99geek.ca, Andrew Getsy, and this is being recorded on Monday, June 14th, 2021. My goal in life has always been to write for television, but it's a goal I've had little luck so far in attaining. So instead, I've resorted to self-publishing novels on Amazon, but writing the monthly chapters like episodes of TV shows that people can download at 99geek.ca. Every chapter is released in four parts, a teaser in three acts, and every month features a different book spanning both science fiction and fantasy and every genre in between. That's right, I wrote all the books featured on this podcast trying to make ends meet in what feels like a poverty nightmare. I'm doing all of this alone, living off unemployment insurance. I don't have a budget, I don't have a team, no editors or producers, I have no backup, no support. I'm completely alone, pro bono, with nothing but my passion for telling stories. And thus I ask you not to judge me, or my work, or my production values too harshly. I'm doing the best I can, trying to wear all the hats. Tonight we'll be reading from Phase 3 of Season 1 of 99% Geek, a chapter of a book entitled Royalty. Remember, you can follow along at 99geek.ca. Chapters are somewhat standalone, but at least make sure you start on Week 1 for the recap. This is not Week 1. This is chapter, or episode number two, of Royalty, entitled On the Road Again. And so we continue with week number two. Dermon waded into the lake until it was past his knees, cupping some water in his hands and letting it wash over his tanned skin. The sun was bright that morning, and hot, and the water on his surface, uh, the water on his skin, was cold and refreshing. It hadn't been the first time he'd awoken to find his bed empty. Even after all these years, his wife had never gotten used to saying things like goodbye. She usually preferred to make a big deal of her return instead of her leaving. Sometimes she wouldn't even give him a chance to tell her he loved her. This was one of those times. Did it bother him? Sure. But there was no changing then. She changed you, never the other way around. That was what Dermon had learned. You couldn't even change her mind unless she wanted you to. It was the stubbornness he had seen grow in his daughter, too. He cupped his hands again, lifting water from the lake over his head and splashing his mop of hair. He then let himself fall back, his hair soaking in the cold waters. When he surfaced, he spotted a woman watching him on the shore, and he stood up in surprise, squinting to see who it was. It took multiple seconds before he realized he was standing up too straight, giving the woman a full view of his thickened berries. Dermond lowered himself awkwardly back into the water with a plop as he recognized a person watching him without his consent. Mrs. Mayor, Dermond called out to her, trying to gather up what was left of his dignity. Can I help you? He knew why she had come. She hated Marilyn, always had, and Dermond wasn't even sure why. He didn't think it was racism. After all, she hardly shared that same opinion of him. The mayor would keep a good distance whenever Lynn was around, but the moment Dermond's wife was gone, the woman seemed to know. Christina Knowles was in her forties, similar in age to Lynn, though much less weathered. She was pale and fair-skinned, always wearing long flowing dresses of spring colors, or just plain white. This time it was a combination of the two a colorful spring dress with another layer of white over top. She's gone, isn't she? She's gone, isn't she? Tina yelled out from the shore. I didn't know where I was going with that. <laughs> uh, may maybe she's just sleeping in, Dermon muttered sarcastically, knowing better than t to think she could be fooled. No, 
Christina said, waggling her finger at him and wading out into the lake to join him. She didn't even bother taking off even a single layer of her dress, and as it got wet, it dragged behind her. No, she's gone, Tina said as she got closer, seeming sure. The blacksmith's boy was up early this morning gathering firewood from his, for his smithy, and he saw your wife and daughter making through town and out along the north road. I'm... Dermot started to say as she saddled up close and drew up her legs so she too could float and stroke out the water. I'm, I'm not decent. I noticed. Mayor Knowles told him with a smile a mere six feet away. She saddled up closer and whispered in his ear, Do you think she'd be upset if she saw us like this? No, Dermot said, not letting her egg him on. Because she trusts me. The mayor frowned. Okay. She said, floating back a couple feet. So why did she leave? Do I need to be concerned? Tina asked him. Why should her comings and goings concern you? He asked back with a raise of his eyebrows at her. Anything to do with this village is my concern, Tina Knowles insisted, and she's a member of this village. Not if you had your way, Dermon muttered. But you can relax. Her business doesn't concern Westerly. He frowned after a moment. Hopefully. Tina frowned as well. Whoops. There. I thought you said I could relax, she said quickly. That didn't sound very relaxing. Her arms beat at the water only more furiously as she got agitated. And my word has... As you can see if you're watching the video edition, my Microsoft Word has decided to glitch out in a pretty insane way. <laughs> um, okay. Maybe we just give it a second for the word processor to catch up with whatever the fuck was happening. Or, uh, oh my god, what the hell? Hello? Let's try minimizing it, bring it back. There we go. Um, alright, what was the last thing? Okay, her arms are beating furiously as she got agitated. Uh, that doesn't sound very relaxing, he sighed, wondering how much was safe to tell her. But she was right. Anything to do with the village's safety was her concern. The royals attacked Goldak's trading outpost, he told her, and the words left his mouth. And as the words left his mouth, she planted her feet, her face growing only more stern. Wesley had traded with Goldak in the past, and she was likely aware of his relation to Lynn. How bad was it? She asked him, probably imagining smoking scorched ruins. He shook his head. There is nothing left. It was enough for him to get across. Goldak was left afflicted, he elaborated, and Lynn is seeking out a cure. Taking the high taking the northern roads? Tina asked, backing herself away from him towards the shore. There's been talk of attacks up that way. She didn't sound concerned for Lynn, both of them knowing she could take care of herself. Instead, her thoughts quickly pivoted. What if the royals decide to attack our village while Lynn is away? As much as Lynn, as much as Tina hated Lynn and forced their family to build their home on the outskirts of her village instead of within the limits proper, it was always obvious how much Tina respected Lynn's strength and looked to Lynn for safety and protection. Maybe you should take protecting the city in your own hands, Dermon suggested as Tina reached the shore and picked up his towel. You mean like start a militia? 
Tina asked, and she tossed a towel across a divide between them. Dermon caught it as he rose from the water after her and covered his waist. You, leading a militia? Dermon asked. That would be a joke. She nodded. I know, she said, her dress sticking to her body in odd places as she tried to wring out some of the moisture. That's why I want you to lead it. Dermon stuttered. I'm not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a farmer, Mrs. Mayor Knowles. Surely you've picked up something from your time married to your wife, Tina insisted. I just want you to share what you know with some of the others in town. She made for the path back into the village. There's a village meeting at noon. Can I trust you to be there? Do I have a choice? Dermon asked, fully expecting her to just bring the meeting to him if he didn't show. She pointed at him from above him on the hill. Now you're getting it. Scene change. Bum, bum, ba ba dum Scene change. Bum, bum, ba ba dum Scene change. Bum, bum, ba ba da ba da ba dum What you doing? That didn't sound like a girl's voice. What you doing? The big girl asked on the grassy hill over him. She was a couple years older than Ronan, and when he ignored her and walked away from her towards their field, she picked up a small rock and threw it at him. Ow! Ronan complained, turning around angrily. Stop that! You don't get to hurt me like that anymore. Yeah? The girl asked. And why not? Because I have a new friend. Ronan yelled at the girl. Come on, Lexi, a boy with long blonde hair said from behind the large bullying girl. Leave him alone. The two of them would regularly come to the outskirts of their village to pick on Ronan, but it was more Lexi than Gorky. Gorky just followed along because he had to. They acted often like brother and sister, Gorky in between Ronan and Lexi in age, but Ronan knew that they weren't actually related. In fact, Ronan was pretty sure Lexi planned to marry Gorky one day, whether Gorky wanted to or not. With his long hair and fair skin and Lexi's butch frame, Gorky often looked more like a girl than Lexi did. If they ever got married, Ronan wasn't quite sure which of them would wear the dress. Not that there was anything wrong with that, Ronan thought Gorky would look quite nice in a dress. You, you want to meet my new friends? My, my, you want to meet my new friend? No S. Ronan asked them, and Lexi snorted, but Gorky didn't. Sure, Gorky said, sliding down the hill to join Ronan. Where is he? I don't know why Gorky's sitting to an underwear gnome, but... <laughs> yes. First, we're still underwear. Step, step one, we're still underwear. Step two. Step three, profit. Hurrah! Where are the underwear gnomes? The underwear gnomes are we. Alright, where, where were we here? Sure, Gorky said, sliding down the hill to join Ronan. Where is he? Out in the field, Ronan said. I'll race you. Come on. Ronan hit Gorky on the arm, and with that, they both took off, running into the field and coming to a stop at his uncle. Same time, Gorky said, touching his uncle at the same time as Ronan. It's a tie. He grabbed Ronan's hand and lifted both their hands into the air, cheering as if they had an audience. Hurrah! Now I feel like Gorky is some kind of Disney <laughs> animated character or something. He's the, um, shall we say he is the, uh, what's the name of that snowman? Um, 
not going to come to me. I was trying to think of the, the snowman from uh, Frozen, but I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. But he's like that. Though Gorky was breathing heavy, Ronan was pretty sure the older kid had let him win. Gorky couldn't have been more of that. Uh, Gorky couldn't have been more Lexi's opposite. I'm only here cause Gorky, because Gorky wanted to, Lexi said, catching up to them a good minute later. She looked up at the statue of Ronan's uncle, though his eyeline was only an inch above hers, him being on his knees and she being tall for a seven-year-old. Is this your friend? <coughs> Excuse me. Actually, he's my uncle. Nope, wrong voice. Actually, he's my uncle, Ronan told them. He used he used to be like a person and stuff, but now he's just a statue, and only I can hear what he's saying. That's dumb, Lexi said. Lexi said, looking to punch Ronan. <clears throat> I'm not doing a very good job of reading here. That's dumb, Lexi said, looking to punch Ronan. How is he going to protect you from me? Before she could even lay a hand on him, however, Gorky shoved her back first. I think it's cool, Gorky told Lexi. He turned to Ronan and grabbed his hand. What's your uncle saying now? He says he likes you, Ronan said, feeling himself blush a little. He didn't say anything, Lexi argued angrily. Statues don't talk because statues aren't people. She grabbed Gorky's other hand and tried to pull him away from Ronan. But Gorky didn't let go of Ronan's hand. Come on, Lexi begged. I want to stay with Ronan, Gorky said, squinting through the bright sun at her as she let go of him and crossed her arms. Fine, she said, pretending not to care at all, though Ronan could tell she did. I'll see you at the meeting later, then. She turned around and left them back for the village proper. Gorky looked at Ronan with a big smile on his face. Now that she's gone, you want to play ball? Ronan nodded. Can... Can we include my, my uncle? He asked hopefully. Gorky gave a big nod and a smile. We can pledge Shorty in the middle. Come on, I'll, I'll show you. He ran to one side of Goldak and pointed to the other. You stand there, and then we throw the ball back and forth, and your uncle will have to try and intercept it from us. Cool. Ronan said, catching the ball as Gorky threw it over the stone form of his uncle. It's coming back now. He threw the ball, but it bounced off the statue of his uncle. Oh, sorry, he said quickly, hoping Gorky didn't mind. The kid was laughing at him. Looks like your uncle just got a point. Ronan smiled. <laughs> yeah, he said, quick to agree. Good job, Uncle Goldak. He jumped forward to grab the ball. Careful not to step on his dad's. Careful not to step on his dad's vegetables. Scene change. Boop boop boo boo doop. Scene change. Boop boop boo boo doop. Scene change. Boop boop boo boo doop boo boop boo doop boop boo boo doop. Oh ow ow! Just try to grab some water, but I got the vaccine yesterday. My arm hurts so much. Ah, hurts so much. Like really bad. I can't lift it or anything. Anyway. Did you hear that? Then asked, looking at her daughter, only to find Allison not even paying a little attention. Allie wouldn't have noticed a whisper, even if it was more than just a delusion. 
The dead trees of the wood that surrounded them, all shriveled and gray and naked, were still and silent and not even swaying. The breeze was so light. From what I can tell, Allie called out from her horse, Bill, her nose buried in a map of the region on the page of one of her, of her books. We should be coming to another fork in the road. No kidding, Lynn muttered as her horse, Bet, came to a stop at the very fork, at that very fork. The sun was at the very top of the sky, beating down on them like a sweltering flame. Lynn pulled out one of her canteens of water and took a long swig, watching her daughter with bemusement as a teen was absorbed in the pages in front of her. Allie looked up to see why they had slowed, surprised to see the fork. Oh, we're already there, she exclaimed enthusiastically, patting Bill gratefully for knowing to stop without her input. Do your books tell you which path we need to take? Lynn asked, not expecting a response. Actually, Allie said as Lynn was gazing away, looking back so fast she gave her neck whiplash. Assuming that the forest you're talking about is the Everglade Forest, both paths lead to it in the same amount of distance, pretty much. She looked up at her mother and made motions with her hands. They enter the forest from opposite sides. Lynn didn't need the hand gestures to get what she meant. Lynn heard more whispering, and she turned her horse a full 360 degrees to search their surroundings. Allie watched her turn around, confused. You want to flip a coin or for it or something? Allie pulled out her coin and flipped it, watching it, catching it in the air and putting it on the back of her hand. She lifted her one hand from the other and shrugged. The coin says go right. Let's go left. Lynn decided instead, setting off down the left road. Allie encouraged her horse to follow after her mother's, though even the horse seemed to want to go right. Was your gut saying this way? She asked as Bill sidled up beside Bet. Actually, my gut agreed with your coin, Lynn admitted, continuing their way down the left path. Was she imagining the whispers? Were they just all in her head? Allie's coin suggesting that they take the same road was just a silly coincidence, right? Whether it was or wasn't, Lynn couldn't shake the feeling like they were being watched. And that is the end of week two. A little short. Um, week three is even worse uh, because of the vaccine. Ow, ooh, touching it hurt. Oh, ooh, just moving it hurts. Um, yesterday, I got it yesterday and it really messed me up. Um, first, E3 was a big distraction on Saturday. Um, first, the Geekly Weekly took a long time on Saturday and then I finished it just in time for uh, the big E3 conferences. Um, and then I tried to get some rain done. I got about a page done. And then Sunday, uh, I, I got the vaccine and, and it really like messed me up and I was totally out of it and I just couldn't get any more of the writing done. So, um, so I know, uh, I've been saying lately that, uh, that you can subscribe at patreon.com slash 99geek or 99geek.ca and, uh, you can get the chapter, the, the next week's writing early. Um, this week is not going to be one of those weeks. I'm going to have to try really hard, uh, next weekend to, to push out both week three and four, um, and we'll see how that goes. 
but so uh, subscribing to Patreon will not get you next week's chat, uh, writing yet, but um, hopefully week three and four will be awesome and um, long, and I'll just pour it all out of me um, next weekend, and it'll be ready in time for the regular podcast and the regular release. So yeah, I was just gonna I was gonna pull up the thing I say at the end. We will say the things. Uh, oh, there's something else I probably should talk about before we read the things and all that. Um, I think I'm giving up on this podcast. I've been at this. I'm pretty sure for like half a decade now. Um, certainly, I started Nine Nine Geek, uh, Nine Nine Percent Geek in 2016, I believe. Uh, so it's been a long time. I've been trying to build an audience. The whole point of this podcast was trying to build an audience for my writing. Um, an audience that would uh, then come back to the Patreon um, and join the community and maybe want to subscribe or at least, you know, communicate and, uh, and you know, write reviews, things like that. You know, I, I was just, I was trying to spread myself out, but I think I've spread myself too far and it's been really stressful. This takes a lot out of me every week. Um, and I think I'd be capable of a lot more if I wasn't doing these podcasts. Um, so I have not to mention the fact that it's costing me a lot of money. Like I'm paying hundreds of dollars a year on this and that's kind of more money than I have. Um, and it's affecting me and it's not helping. Like the numbers just keep going down, not up. And, uh, nobody seems to care. And it's, no one has ever gone from my podcast to anything else. Like they never contacted me on Twitter to let me know they like the podcast or no one's ever come to Patreon or anything and commented anywhere. Um, there's just been nothing for like half a decade straight. I mean, working my ass off, I've gotten absolutely nothing in return from this podcast. Um, so I think it's about time I called it there. Um, people who are fans of my writing, the writing will continue um, at 99geek.ca. So you can continue to read it. Please do. I beg of you, if you're out there, please read my writing um, and keep supporting me any way you can. Uh, follow along, um, 99geek.ca. That's the website again. Um, I will continue to do this for the rest of the month. Uh, that's how long the so my uh, my last payment is good till. Um, so you'll there'll be a couple more episodes of these to to catch, and then and everything after that is just going to be on the website. You're just going to have to check my website and read instead of listen. And I'm sorry that that's the way it is. Um, there's still time to change it if uh, enough people were to come out and say like, hey, I exist. Uh, if some of you guys were to subscribe or something, I would absolutely be willing to change my mind. Um, I'm, I'm very much split on this. I do think that, um, my geekly weekly has value, you know, and I, I think that it's a valuable thing that I'm, I'm putting out of the world. And my problem is I don't think anyone else is getting value from it. I don't think anyone's listening to it really. Um, and so, uh, if I'm wrong about that, if other people do value it as much as I think it, it has value, um, then please let me know. Um, but yes, the Geekly Weekly, the audio edition of the Geekly Weekly will be the first thing to go. I will probably next week be the last one of that, likely. Um, and then I'll do a, maybe a couple more of these, finish off royalty, and then that'll be done. And then uh, everything else will be on the website, where I will continue to do both the Geekly Weekly and the Patreon in written form for the time being. Though I feel like um, I might phase out just the, even the written Geekly Weekly over time and just focus on the writing and streaming video games, just because that's something I do for fun. Um, playing video games so they do for fun and streaming it is just like something I can do easily um, so yeah anyway my name is 99 uh, my, my name is 99% geek wow I changed it um, I'm I'm like Prince or the um, what was it the symbol formerly known as Prince or something crazy like that I don't know. Um, but anyway my name is Andrew Getzi and my brand is 99% geek found at 99geek.ca 
I'm a writer writing monthly chapters of novels like episodes of TV shows, releasing them in four weekly segments, a teaser and three acts on Mondays at noonish on my Patreon page. Every month it's a different book over a range of genres, and they sometimes even cross over and connect. At the end of the month, the finished chapter is added to the PDFs attached at the bottom of every post. Finally, the finished books are self-published on Amazon. There's a dark fantasy story about a post-apocalyptic world where powerful, where powerful royals rule and enslave the remaining people struggling to survive on the last remaining landmass. There's also a sci-fi story about a people on a dying world who have built a ship to a new one, but their project is almost brought down by a terrorist organization within their own ranks. Finally, there's a crossover story where characters from my other books are brought into the distant future where the princess of a far-advanced civilization, one that lives in a solar system-sized megastructure around a Dyson Sphere, needs help defeating her twisted, power-hungry brother. And all these stories will be outside the paywall for all to enjoy as new episodes release weekly and the finished chapters will be attached at the bottom of every post on the site in convenient PDF format readable on computers, tablets, ebook readers, and phones at the end of the month. But that's not all my stories. There's also urban fantasy tales about a teenage girl turned into a vampire against her will, or a scorned lover investigating paranormal phenomena, or a journalist covering news and politics in the Middle East, and there's a fantasy story about a fallen angel trying to stop the end of the world. All of these stories are published and available on Amazon, and are also safe and sound behind the paywall in PDF format attached to an archive at the top of my Patreon page. Only viewable by subscribers, my entire library of work, thousands of pages worth, is easily accessible to every subscriber at any level. There's even a Geekly Weekly blog which covers all the news you may have missed over the week, as well as ranks a week's worth of television and makes predictions on what new pop culture things might be in the public consciousness for the next week. It releases every Saturday at noonish. Finally, I do video game streams, both multiplayer matchmaking as well as single-player campaign playthroughs. You can see me play games like Final Fantasy, Call of Duty, Hitman, and more. Watch them as they happen at twitch.tv slash wingcommander4, or wait till I release the recorded videos on days when I have nothing else to release. And you can see it all in one place. So stay tuned and maybe subscribe. It's only a dollar and the sport you show will go a very long way, I promise. There are also higher tiers. Give $5 one month and you can name a character or location or suggest a thing you might want to see. Basically, you get to give a noun, and then I promise to incorporate that noun into one of my stories somehow. Maybe not the same month you give the suggestion, but within three months guaranteed. No matter how crazy, you can't sabotage me, I promise. Think of it like a fun improv game, and you can keep giving nouns for every month you pay at the $5 tier. Or if you give $10, you don't get two nouns, but you can give a description to go with your noun. Describe the personality of your character, or the look of your location, or the importance of your item. For $10, you get a noun and a description. You can also give a dollar towards supporting my efforts at video game streaming, or my weekly blog if that's more where your interests lie. And all subscribers at every tier will have early access to my writing except for this week. Unedited, but released a week early if you finish the current week and feel excited to find out what happens next except for this week. I'm sorry. Blame E3 and the vaccine. And you can blame me too, because I suck. It's, it's been a rough weekend. I even caved on smoking, and I have been and I bought a pack, and it's horrible. Don't smoke ever. It's horrible. Don't do it. Anyway, I'm as poor as it gets, living paycheck to paycheck, and sometimes starving, so I understand if you are too. I don't want to take food out of your mouths. Your attention is enough. Say something. Comment here, or at the very least, follow me on Twitter at Andrew Getzy, or Instagram at WingCommander4. Remember, you can leave a review if you read one of my books. Any reviews on Amazon slash Goodreads or subscriptions here or comments on social media will just encourage more people to check out my work and allow me to grow. I can't do it without your efforts. That's three different ways you can help. Write reviews on any site that lets you. Subscribe here for as low as a dollar. Or at the very least, use your voice to let me and the world know you like what you read here. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. Long live Marceline the Vampire Queen. Remember that 
Kong bows to no one, but Godzilla is the king of all monsters. We are the 99% Geek. Thank you.